Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ahrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ahrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ahrensburg. You guys make sure you hit those subscribe buttons, please. You know we love to get those five-star reviews so that other people will see us on their podcasting app and make their way to us to be able to listen and enjoy on their car ride the way we know you are right now. Are you listening in your car? Uh, I usually listen in the weight room. Oh, yes. In the, in the gym. For 30 minutes at a time. And then I also listen while I'm grading papers just like at my desk or getting the, lesson plans ready or yeah whatever. it seems to be like the monotonous mindless tasks that you can listen to our podcast which ain't great it means we're not really saying anything of any kind of note that you need to like write down for later well it's not just this pod that's how i listen to podcasts oh i can't do that if i'm doing if i'm cleaning then i can do or if i'm doing like autocad then i can listen to something where i can pay attention to what the words are saying but a lot of times i need to be able to focus on what i'm doing so i really need to be listening to um like just music that's just a background noise. Yeah. I can't listen to most podcasts as background noise. I want to really get into the detail and hear what they're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have any new favorite podcasts? Um, yes, but it is not for everybody. <laughs> Let me go ahead and just preface that by saying your new favorite podcast is not for everyone. No, it's not. So I listen to, um, or I follow, I've read his books, this guy named Jocko Willink. He owns a company. He was a former Navy SEAL. Started a company. Anyway, he is he's doing a podcast that is um, going over in detail the Iraq War and what like the things that led to it in really great detail. And I I don't know anything about. I say I know nothing about it. I know generally WMDs, but it's essentially like a history podcast from the yes. perspective of someone who was in the military or is he was he's not still in the military, but. I don't know. Can you? I know once a marine, always a marine. I assume that once a SEAL team, always a SEAL team. Right? I don't know. I don't know how that yeah, works. I don't know how that works either. But anyway, it's like he's he's studied it. He knows all the little nuances of all the little things that led to it. And he was over there. He fought in that war. So he like he knows the people. He knows the language. He knows the culture. Yeah, which is really important. Yeah, it's just a completely different. You know, for the typical person. Yeah, that's what I find so interesting. You have an uncle that travels for work very extensively. Like he's Mm -hmm. in India a lot. He's in, doesn't he go to Korea, South Korea? He goes all over over Asia for sure. Um, And so he has a much more... And he's working with the people who live there. Yes. Like the he's overseeing crews, but he is working with... uh, They don't bring whole, you know, American laborers over there or, you know, teams of American laborers. These are local people working Mm -hmm. on the factories. He, um, He builds chemical plant i guess it's like chemical plant uh like they lay bricks yeah and so they're always building like chemical stacks for exhaust exhaust yeah exhaust various chemicals and they're like these specialty bricks and so it's a very highly specialized uh work and it's labor and so you're meeting like the everyman whenever you go to these places and i always think that his perspective on the culture and the people is so much more accurate and course he's coming with it some sort of american feel you know you always have sure. some bias there or whatever but i just feel like his being literally boots on the ground meeting these people and working with them is so much more accurate than what we're getting from well and any i think kind it also it also changes his perspective of the united states when you're over there sure. and you're talking to the people over there about what they think about us and then you're you're also not getting Probably I don't I don't know I've never talked to him a lot about this kind of thing but he's not watching Fox News and CNN and MSNBC over there like I, he's probably getting 
he's probably not watching anything because I don't think he actually knows the language. Yeah. Of most, he might know a little bit. Um, but he's not getting the news the same way that, that we get the news every day. Yeah. You know, so it's... Being inundated. Right. So he's only kind of getting the highlights and then listening to it and watching it. So what another. I'm getting at is in that way, he's similar to the guy you're listening to, Jocko, and that Jocko spent time. Now, his was in a very specific area of the world. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Your uncle travels a little more extensively, but um, Jocko certainly had the the history lesson and seen it in real time and with war, which is, of course, a right. very different thing, too. Yeah, but I think anytime you get to talk to the people and you live in, in their country and you're learning their culture and all the little things that... Yeah, you learn a ton. You know, he made mention of this um, that when they were in Iraq... He's talking to all these different people, and, and you kind of don't know what people are actually local to that municipality or even that county. He said it would be like if you came to the United States, you could listen to someone talk for about five minutes, and you can tell they're from Alabama or Texas or Mississippi. Like, they would say the word y'all. Oh. <laughs> I ate grits this morning. Or uh-huh. Like, there's there's little things that you pick up on, Indicators, like, okay, yeah. you are from here. And then, likewise, if someone was from the Northeast— you could listen to their accent and the you know, the words that they choose to say give away where exactly in the country they're from. And so mm-hmm. over there, it's the same thing. I mean, you just, you have, even if you know the language as a translator or like you have an American translator, they're probably not giving you all of those things. Like they're giving you the words that they're saying. Yeah, I think it's pretty mind-blowing to the rest of the world that the United States has different dialects we have different accents. i think that's every country it is but we are very big our country is very yeah. very land mass large and um the various different areas and i mean the we've talked about it before here like the different geographic like we have desert we have i don't know if we have jungle but like florida is probably similar yeah. mm-hmm. um we have a lot of different terrains and so the various things like it's it's to say you're american i mean when you say you're Swiss, like that's a very small, how, yeah. long, how big is Switzerland? Mm-hmm. Like probably the size of one small state here. Right. And so that's a very, a much more condensed culture. Sure. We're culturally extremely diverse. Yeah. And not just by our like race and ethnicity, but by location of where you live and what you've experienced um, within our own country. So um, it's, it's very, very different here. Um so the podcast that I'm listening to, well, I, I finished it in one day, all okay. six episodes. It was a uh, Dateline drop the entire thing. How long thing. are your episodes? Because the one I'm listening to, they're an hour each, and I think it's 20 episodes. I think that it was uh, six episodes, 30 or 40 minutes each, but I listened to them all one day when I was working. I got a lot done right. that day. But um, it's a series by Dateline called uh, The Thing About, and their first one was called The Thing About Pam, and it was about this woman who... I mean, it's all the, I think the series, the thread through the series seems to be that it's like these seemingly sweet old ladies yeah. who are committing really terrible crimes. And um, the thing about Pam, I had listened to that when it came out, I don't even know, maybe a year ago. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Keith Morrison is the host. Do you know which one Keith Morrison is? No, He's the older, thin, white guy with white hair from um, from Dateline who has a very nice like speaking voice and he leans on a lot of things. Do you know okay. which one I'm talking about? No. Still don't know which one I'm talking about? I don't think so. So there's a, an entire Instagram page dedicated to him, and it's called something like 
Keith leans on things. And every picture in the Instagram feed is a picture of him leaning on something. It'll be a fence, a tree. It doesn't matter. Keith loves to lean on things. It's like his thing. So Keith Morrison is the lean, lean king is what they call him. <laughs> he just leans on things. Okay. Um, but he's the host mm-hmm. of this, these podcasts. I think it's great that Dateline is moving from ju- not just the visual, but they're also moving to audio as most people are. Um, so he has a series of podcasts. The first one was The Thing About Pam. And now he's done The Thing About Helen and Olga. And it's mm. a six-part series about these two women who are running insurance scams basically on homeless people. Okay. And... Um, ended up murdering people. I mean, it's like, what the heck? For the insurance money or what? Yes. Okay. Y'all have to listen. I, I'm going to do a very bad job of explaining it. So you guys need to go listen to it. You have to go in and type into your podcast app, The Thing About Helen and Olga. I've discovered that podcast apps in general are not good at you misspelling things slightly right. and still discovering yeah. you. Their like, search engines aren't as... Their search engines are terrible. You right. can't slightly misspell. You can't... Uh, just have a fragment like mm-hmm. it has to be exact right um i will say that spotify if you just type in someone's name that you're looking for it'll bring up any podcast that includes them where their name right. is included but if you're looking for their podcast and like if it's called something other than their name it's very difficult to find right um anyway so the deal with helen and olga is that they were friends and they were volunteering at some sort of like homeless aid place out in, I think it was in California. And um, they would take these people under their wing and give them an apartment to live in and like spending a lot of money, like tens of thousands of dollars on these people to help them have a place to live, have something to eat. Like Mm -hmm. all these different things became very friendly. And then um, they would take out insurance policies in their name. They would have them sign a bunch of stuff. They didn't know what they were signing. Right. And when you're homeless and you know, you're just like, yes, whatever it takes for me to get this warm place to sleep at night, I'll do it. So they sign all these paperwork and there's some sort of uh, law or something. Basically, it was like there's this amount of time. It was two years that no questions would be asked about the insurance policy or whatever. So basically, within two years of them getting the insurance policy, they were running these people down and killing them. Yeah. And so, literally, and they're homeless people, right? I mean, they're, right. they're, they're homeless people, people that are very easy to take advantage of and not people, not a lot of people would ask questions anyway. Right. Quote unquote, won't be missed, which isn't right. true because I believe in both cases, the people that they killed had family, like a sister with nieces right. and nephews or mm-hmm. whatever that were, I mean, these are people in a lot of cases that they were doing fine until they weren't. So I think there's this, not misconception, but people don't think about the fact that these people have families right. who are still living yeah. and wonder where they are and wonder how they're doing. Um, and they were unable to, they, you know, they weren't hearing the stories about Helen and Olga, the sisters and brothers of these homeless people weren't hearing that part of their, you know, they'd, they'd get in contact with their brother and that's homeless and just ask him how he's doing. Yeah. But they probably like once a year. Yeah. But they, he wasn't yeah. hearing specific things about these women, you know? Sure. So anyway, I took the police quite a while and actually the person who really busted the case open was an insurance adjuster it had to be because i would imagine they i mean obviously they're named as event beneficiaries on these insurance plans and then they yeah they're the beneficiary collect and collect and eventually someone's going to figure out like why is it always this person that's collecting but on they this? were always so few and far between that it was difficult and to be like different insurance companies. They would take out multiple policies on one person and collect when they died. And then they would always, the weird thing was they would show up to 
um, pay for all of the person's funeral expenses. So it wasn't like they killed him and then just walked away. It was right. like, oh no, I've been helping take care of him. Here's the money for his funeral expenses. Yeah. So they had tied themselves to it heavily. The worst part about all of it, not well, worse. you almost wouldn't suspect that person. Like, man, that person really has... Well, they're two old ladies. They were like in their 70s. Yeah. So that was already well, kind yeah. of playing in their favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so it was. it's an interesting story. It's a really good just... I don't know. I just love a little... True crime. Something that's tied up with a neat bow at the end that they have solved yeah. it. And this is something that they already did uh, for episodes of Dateline. Mm-hmm. So they've already covered it. I just think that they're able to get a lot more into it in a six-part series on right. through a, lot a podcast. Of details that you can yeah. give that you can't in your 30-minute show. Well, sometimes they'll do a two-part Dateline, and they'll do two hours. But, I mean, imagine right. two hours of network TV with all the commercial breaks and everything. Yeah. You're really talking about maybe an hour and a half, maybe, of time to be able to tie it all up. And so um, the podcast really is, I think, a lot more thorough. Um, he's Keith Morrison can really weave a story and mm-hmm. weave a tale. So yeah. he was really able to to make you picture what was going on with these little old ladies. So I don't you know, know. It's funny you say that. I was just the other day. I mean, this had to have been yesterday, maybe the day before. I was driving down airport and I saw there's a homeless guy in our community that everybody knows. He's not a nice guy. Anyway, he was walking down airport, and for whatever reason, the first thought that came ahead is he's got to be somebody's brother, sure, or son, cousin, something like somebody knows who this yeah. guy is. Is he the one that hangs out by the cannon? Yes, and he's dangerous. Yes, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I, for whatever reason, I just thought that you know, like I've as a teacher and a coach, I've come across at this point probably thousands of kids mm-hmm. that I've taught. I don't know where they all are. Right. But like if you said their name, I would know exactly like I could picture in my mind who this person was. Yes. And so this guy is that to somebody. Right. You know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that I think that that we get this perception that they just like plopped there. Right. Almost like out of thin air. Right. But wherever they are, they probably went to grade school. Yeah. Maybe in that area. I know there's a lot of transient people. You got sure. people who are, you know, traveling and hitchhiking and things like that between. But a lot of these people are from the place where they have always lived. Mm-hmm. And they have family around, you know, that either. Even if not family, I mean, they have friends. They have. Well, did, you know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they've fallen away for whatever reasons. I mean, a lot of these people have addictions and those can right. be very. Um, yeah, those ruin friendships. and. Yes, yeah, so they can definitely push people away. So, um, you know, I'm definitely not here to be the solution to homelessness or the understanding behind. No, but I mean, it just, I don't think I've never thought of that before. And then for whatever reason, I was sitting in the car. This had to have been yesterday, the day before that that popped in my mind. And now you're saying this whole thing about this, uh, dateline thing, like all these homeless people that, that these women were taking advantage of would have had somebody in their life that was I think it's the same them. thing for all these, um, you know, we hear all these stories of people uh, going missing and things like that. And some cases get a lot of attention. The Gabby Petito mm-hmm. case got so much attention. Um, and she, of course, had a family who was immediately out looking for her. Right. But there's plenty of um, people who have gone missing. And previous to that, they had uh, kind of, you know, become estranged from their families. And so their family isn't actively, like, they... I think Gabby, when she went missing, her mom had heard from her like the day before and not that day. And so it was very odd that she hadn't heard from her in a day. You know, so it was a very quick act 
action thing. But, you know, people become adults and they're not necessarily as close with their family anymore. Yeah. That doesn't mean you wish them ill or any of that stuff. But yeah, you're just busy with your day and you people can go missing and you never know. You know, I mean, you could be somebody that hadn't talked to your family in years. Who knows? But that doesn't mean they don't care about you. It's just that they didn't know you were gone. Yeah. And so um, it's really incredible how many missing people they found through um, looking for these other missing looking people. for other missing people and then their families are like oh thank goodness because they had been looking for them and you just think of these like these missing people that you've never heard of before and you think yeah you know no not that nobody's looking for them but they're just a no name basically so maybe they didn't have any family but most of them do someone mm-hmm. who knew them and loved them and care about them yeah. so it's really sad that there's people out there that are you know I don't know. I think sometimes you even you haven't heard from people in a long time and you fear that they are dead or gone, but they're not. They're still living. They're just kind of secretive and I don't know. People are weird. People do a lot of different weird things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of different weird or things. You just lose touch with people and, and you don't know. Or maybe even maybe even you knew like, oh, that person had a drug addiction and I've heard last I heard they were homeless. Yeah, that seems to be the kind and, of the story. It's like last I heard. That's always like the, the phrase yeah. that people use. Last I heard he was living over on whatever. Under the overpass. And so these women, you know, take advantage of these people and then they end up dead for whatever reason. And, and probably, yeah, in like, most oh, he cases, probably they're OD'd. like, oh, he OD'd or, yeah, or it, it doesn't surprise me he got hit by a car. He was probably drunk or, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, I'm sure that was their entire reason why they did yeah. it. It was an easy, it was an easy cult, um, easy money victim. for them. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, by the way, okay, switching subjects really drastically quickly here. Um, last week we did the episode about, and we had a very Catholic sidebar about the um, incense. Yeah. And I got feedback saying they don't know what we're talking about. They've never seen this happen before. They know what incense is. No, I was going to say they, they don't never know the seen it or just the... Never seen it in a circle. Okay. I say, my pity on you. Hmm, my pity. Not, you're not missing much. Dude, I looked up a video of someone doing it and it was more than just a circle. It was like it was like a crisscross over the front of their body. Have you seen that? No. Like, I'll show it like to you. Like you doing on, with a jump rope? Yeah, uh mhm. Yeah, if you have like the if you're holding both ends of the um jump rope in your yeah. hand and you have it on your right hand on your right side and you cross it over to the left like an X and back over to yeah. the right mm-hmm. like that. Have you ever seen that before? I have not. Not with the incense, if that's what you're talking about. It's with the incense. I'm going to show it to you after we're done recording. Um, But I did think this morning that there's a very big possibility that a lot of people have not seen this because the only time I've seen it is in the cathedral, and most people don't have a cathedral. Yeah, you have to live in the city that has the cathedral for your diocese. Yeah, you have to live in the archdiocesan seat. I don't know, whatever they call it. Right. The seat, the home. Well, I don't cathedral know. means chair, so... Oh, look at me with this. Look at me. It's the where the bishop sits. It's where the <laughs> bishop lives. Um, I think I've seen it at other churches, but it's like the bishop was presiding Present. over the mass, and so... Yeah, which most people, again... He brought in his... Like, we got this guy in our, in our city. In our city, So right. we see him all the time. Right. His presence is known a lot, and so there's circles of incense happening... All the time. Frequently. Yeah. So, hashtag blessed on that. Very blessed. Hashtag showboating on that. (laughs) They did agree. The people who messaged me did agree that it was showboating. They they sided with you on that. 
So that's where our that's okay. You win. So in other news, um, we mentioned last week that that was our fifty third episode. We do one a week, so fifty two is a year. Um, and in celebration of us podcasting for a year, I told myself this when we first started the podcast. We were using some microphones that were they were okay. I guess for what we were doing anyway. I told myself when we started that if we do this thing for a year, I'd like to upgrade our our equipment. Well, now we've upgraded. So we've upgraded. Here we are. We've upgraded the mics. I think the mics do sound better. I don't. You said yours isn't loud enough, but that could be a an issue over here with the mixing board. Look, I, my my biggest issue with the microphones is mouth sounds. That I have big issues with mouth sounds, and when I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I know what things sh- should and shouldn't sound like. Mm-hmm. And uh, the real good ones don't have mouth sounds. Well, do you think that's the person talking, though? Like, they just know not to make the mouth sounds? Mm, probably not. No, I don't think so. You think it's the equipment, or you think it's the editing? It's got to be the editing. There's Here's the thing about these microphones aren't going to stop you. If you're making a bunch of swishy noises with your mouth... There is... Look, I don't... The microphones Did we talk about ASMR that. last time? No. Oh, there's this trend. It's called ASMR. It's been a trend for a while. It started off as things like breaking a piece of chalk or um, squishing that. What do do kids do? Um, Tissue paper? No. What is this? um, What is that goo stuff that the kids do? Slime. Um, Slime. Mm -hmm. Like popping slime. You know, it breaks and it pops. Mm -hmm. That used to be what ASMR is. It has moved or maybe it hasn't Morphed. moved maybe it is has always been there to people making mouth noises in microphones and like tapping their fingernails against the microphone mm-hmm. and i want to scratch your eyeballs out i really it. want to just lose my mind i mean it's awful and so i don't know why that's the majority of the things that i hear when i'm scrolling through tiktok and people are live and they're doing asmr mm-hmm. But can we not do that, please? Well, so I don't think the microphone's going to stop that. In fact, the better microphone that you get, the more of that it's going to pick up. I've said already, I think we need that little pop screen. shield. That, yeah, is that what it's called? A pop mm-hmm. screen? There you go. You pop your peas and it won't see. That's yeah. what it is. That's what I want. A pop screen. I want that. So we're really starting to hunker down for coming into the holidays i feel like do you feel that way do you feel like you're slowing down it's a hunkering down yeah like slowing down i feel like i just want to sit inside and have a candle and drink something warm it's not even all that cold outside right now yeah. but my sister came in town today um you i just want to chill i do i just don't want to do anything but i have five plans to get out the door it's my own personal goal i realize mm-hmm. it's so like what's the word um ambitious it is ambitious, but it's also arbitrary. Okay. Arbitrary is a word I was looking for to for me to finish these plans in time for Thanksgiving because I feel like if I get them done, then I can enjoy the holiday. Right. But I'm already, like I had a filming plan for tomorrow and I called Nathaniel and was like, forget it. I don't want to do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to, like the kids are outside right now raking leaves. Mm-hmm. On Friday night, we did movie night. Mm-hmm. And we watched the new version of um, Home Alone. It's called Home Sweet Home Alone. Right. And it was good. It was. It was. They didn't try to make it so much like the other ones, which was nice. It was overall the same theme. A, a kid's defending his house from intruders. Yes. Because he was left h- home alone. 
Yeah, and they were but a little different. They story. were characters from Home, the original Home Alone right. that made cameos in this mm-hmm. movie, so it was kind of cute that way. But anyway, so we watched that, and so it, like it was getting me in the holiday spirit of just like let's all just sit here and watch movies and not do anything else. Right. Anyway, so now the kids are outside doing leaves, picking those up in preparation for people coming. Um, you know, just having people. Well, they would be doing it anyway. It wouldn't matter if we had people coming in town. Right. But yeah. now my sister's in town, and then Tuesday we're going to be celebrating my aunt's birthday we're going to be having even more people come in town to stay with us we've got this driveway gate project going on Mm -hmm. to contain the dogs that are coming right um so the dog that's coming is um a dog that we had as a puppy yeah and my sister adopted her we got teddy and so um it's kind of like she's coming home a little bit like this is where she was how old was she when she went to my sister like couple months, 10, months, 11 maybe? weeks. I mean, yeah. she was pretty old. Um, so she had been with us for a while. And um, we've really wrapped our brains around the fact that, you know, most people build driveway gates as a security measure to keep things out of their mm-hmm. yards. But we are building it to keep things in. That's right. Can you believe that? Yes, I can. Because that's how dogs are. <laughs> <laughs> we want to contain our dog, too, of course. So we went shopping yesterday for all the materials. We've got so many projects upcoming with you know, just outdoor like lumber projects. I think we have to do one at a time or else our brains are going to explode. Yeah. So we're trying to get this gate one out of the way today because they're coming in Tuesday. Anyway, all that to say, it just feels like a lot's going on. And I just, I'm really feeling the end of the year want to just slow down. down. Yeah. So my, I do feel it, but I think most of it is because football ends. I mean, for me, football is just a, every single week, full throttle, I feel like you've mourned the end of football season more than normal. Would you say that's true? I have. Yeah. Mourned it? You've just, you have not been as resilient to just get back into life as quickly as you have been in years no, past. I, I think it usually takes me a, a few days. It may have possibly been the keys you lost. That may have been that a whole week of it. So we did not yes. tell the story on the podcast, but the very, the night that they had their very last football game of this year, um, Thomas lost his car keys. That's the long story short. He yeah. lost his car keys. And I had to go pick him up at like 1130 at night on the night of the football game. I got down there to pick him up. We spent time looking for the keys. Him and his mm-hmm. dad were walking up and down the street, uh, the road with a flashlight trying to figure out where they were. They could never find them. Yeah. And there's nothing that will dampen Thomas Aaronsberg's, uh entire life more than losing something or not knowing where to go, not having getting a map. lost. I think it's a getting loss. Lost. It's a lost. Thing. You have an issue losing, losing things or getting myself okay. lost. We're sensing a theme here. <laughs> it is, and like for the people surrounding you who just have to observe it, it's bad. It's not good. But here's the thing, though. It's it's a frustrating thing to me. It's not a. I think some people like they panic. It's yeah. a panic for them. I'm not panicked. Like, I'm angry. Yeah, but then you let that anger seep into everything yeah. for all of time. It's like one track mind. You're only thinking about the keys. Yes. And meanwhile, I'm just like, just let it go. Like, you have another key fob. I can't let it go. Yeah, you, there, I, I was can't. like, were your school keys on there? Like, were your work keys on it? Nope. nope. I have that on a different just key a, ring. <laughs> just okay, a Okay, was your, you know. <laughs> nothing important. Nothing there was important. nothing important other than the car key, and no, we have a spare car key. Nothing that you didn't have a replacement for. Right. Now we'd be down to one car key. Sure. But. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, let it go, Elsa. Yeah. You just couldn't. And so that ruined, okay, I think we're two weeks post end of football season at this point. Yes. Well, no. You we're a week in it. A 
two days. Is that right? Something. Yeah. It's only it was just last weekend. It was last Friday. That's right, because we mm-hmm. went to to Baton Rouge just the day. That's right. Right. Okay. Wow. It seems like it's been two weeks. You are way grumpy for like. I thought it was two weeks, but for it was about like four three days. days. So I found the keys. So he did find the keys. Someone had brought them into the school gym and put them down on the scorekeeper's table in the gym, mm-hmm. and you just happened across them to find them. Right. And praise the Lord. I really feel like the Lord was looking out for me that day, and not for you in particular, because I don't know what I would have done if you had gone on longer being grumpy pants. But then I thought, this is I. He sees this in me all the time. Here's the thing: I'm grumpy a lot. Mm-hmm. That's just how I live my life. But you deal with it very well, and you right. just let it roll off your back. When you're grumpy, it's rare, and I can't handle it. <laughs> oh, how the turntables have turned! I can't deal. I'm this like, is not fair. This I look. That's why I don't really harp on it because I know that I'm way worse. Like I really let things get under my skin, and I get annoyed very easily. And so I know I can't say anything. But man, it's rough. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah. It's. And I don't know why I can't let it go. It's just, uh, I think a lot of it too, it probably would have been worse if I had lost him myself. That's all, okay. I think that would have been so much worse no. for everybody. No. No, because, mm, I could go on about this. You will you never, think that it, would be? no, I, I think that you never admit when things, you do lose things yourself. When there is, when there is this particular situation of losing items, mm-hmm. let's talk about your sunglasses that you think I lost years ago. You still will say I lost your sunglasses. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't about. remember the details of it, but I you know always that you were the last person to have them or okay. you had moved them or something to that. Anyway, what effect. I'm saying is when it is a lost item or if there's a map involved and you can't remember the map or you didn't look at it or whatever, mm-hmm. you deflect blame all the time onto me. And so... Okay. You to say like I'd be more mad if I had lost them. You always think someone else did it. Like there's usually I don't know of a time ever that you would admit that you were the one who lost whatever it is that is lost. You will say I put it here and somebody else probably put it picked it up. Or you yeah, would never I'm, admit that you had lost something. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> so I don't think there's ever going to be a time where you're like I would have been more mad at myself if I had lost it myself. Yeah. You're probably right. You I mean, I, here's the thing. I'm such a creature of habit that I like. I know exactly where all the things are all the time because... But ultimately, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you just make mistakes. Like, the keys fell out somewhere. It wasn't like... Sure. It wasn't like someone put them somewhere. Like, they obviously fell out of, of like, a bundle of clothes or whatever was being carried at the sure. time. So, it was just a mistake that happened. I feel like happened. that's happened to me before. I feel like I know that things have been lost because they were lost in transit. And Which is what happened with your keys. A hundred percent that's what happened with the keys. And sometimes yes, things get... Yes, but they, they weren't... I was not the one that was transiting. Right. I understand. But I'm saying they Someone weren't... Someone else lost them while they were transiting. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's what happened. So you finally gotten out of that like grumpy pants mood. Thank goodness. Yeah. Now we're building a gate and you're back into a different grumpy pants mood because... Only because... Here's the thing. When I know we, if I told everybody, "Hey, we're building a gate," everybody in their mind, ninety nine point nine percent of people right now, you are picturing <laughs> a driveway a, gate, a driveway gate that has vertical pieces of wood that are dog eared that are nailed to some two by four. But you're married to a designer. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> we married. bought one piece of two by four. Let me just put, <laughs> let me just tell you all that. We bought one piece of two by four to build this thing. Poor Thomas. So I, and we I try, bought zero fence boards. I try to 
because I hate dog-eared fence board. <laughs> Let me just tell you, that's where we are with this project. So there's a, there's a lot of things that... You are so patient, and I appreciate you. There's so much work that's going to go into this that if I knew 100% that it was going to work out, I would. I might be okay with the amount of work that's going into it. It's but. interesting because 95% of the time, you will do a project not knowing what it's going to look like in the end. Yep. I think I really tripped up by showing you a picture of what it was going to look like in the end. Maybe. Well, you had to. There's no way I could have built this thing without seeing it first. Yeah. So, there is, like, for example, we had arches. We put, Thomas put arches into several doorways downstairs. And he didn't really know what kind of work he was getting himself in. And now he never will do an arch ever again. He loves how they look. I love how they look. But you kind of got into it not really knowing and just worked your way through it. Right. You 100% know when you saw that picture what all was involved. Right. And then you started building it and it feels flimsy and you're just not, he's not here for it. It's like the amount of work that went into it. The amount of work and he's pretty sure it's not going to work out. But, you know. I mean, I probably spent four or five hours working on it yesterday. It's still not done. It's probably going to be another five or six today to get it done. Anyway, it's going to be a beautiful gate. If it holds up. We're real worried about what the dogs are going to do. Well, it's made to keep the dogs out. In. And in. Our it's dogs. It's keep the dogs in. in. I'm sorry. <laughs> keep the dogs in. Please keep them in. Um, our dog is not going to mess with it. He just, he doesn't care. I mean, you could put a piece of styrofoam in front of him. He's like, oh, I can't pass that. He's you know? like um, the horse. Have you ever seen that meme with the horse tied to like a plastic Walmart chair? It's like the real yes. flimsy ones and they don't move. That's exactly how our dog would be. Yeah. But the dog that's coming over is not like that. <laughs> If she wants to get out, all of your hours of work could be they crushed. They could be undone in minutes. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real gamble what's happening here, but I appreciate it. So anyway, out of ba- one bad mood into another one. Maybe week 3, we can we can all be joyful again. It'll be getting close to Christmas. Well, this thing should be done. It has to get done today or by Tuesday is when and they'll be And you think you'll just immediately be in a better mood because what's coming after that is a roof line project. Yeah, but I know that's like a that's completely different. I know that's going to work out. It is going to be a lot of work, but it's. I know but what you're not it's going to be. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about. Well, that it. makes me feel better because I can't handle you in a bad mood. It's really stressful for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not in a lot of bad moods. <laughs> good thing the roles aren't reversed. I know. Here. I couldn't handle it. So I don't know. I don't know how this fence thing's going to work out. Gate thing's going to work out. You know, it's funny, Addie walked out the other day, speaking of our dog's personality, and uh, we have the post in there. Mm-hmm. Well, one post is against the fence. The other post, there's about a three-foot gap between the post and our house. Mm-hmm. And Addie goes, well, what are y'all doing right here? I said, we're not going to do anything. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? The dog could just go out right here. I said, Teddy's going to take one look at this gate, and he's going to go the other way. <laughs> he's like, well, Poppy, Poppy will go through here. You know, she'll run right. I was like, well, I don't know. We'll have to figure something out then. You're just messing with her. Yeah, but I mean, that she just thought that. She knew. Yeah. That you you were telling the truth that Teddy would see that. that Teddy would look at the game and be like, yeah, nah, I'm not gonna make it out. He would not try to explore further. Right. And try to find another way out. It looks difficult. I'm gonna go back around. He has the the same amount of fluff that's on his body, like in between his ears. Yeah. For his brain cells. So and he I, just wouldn't try it. Even if there was, you know, one of the things we talked about, this is this gate is very decorative. There's a lot of big holes in it. <laughs> and we thought, 
well, what if the dog tries to go through there? And again, my first thought was, Teddy's not going to try to go through there. He's even yeah. if he does fit through there, he's just not even going to try. But the other dog might. Nah, I think the other thing too is there. that Teddy does. He's not a. Um, he doesn't chase after squirrels and things like that. So mm-hmm. even if he saw a squirrel beyond the gate or another dog or another dog, like he has no interest in. Let's put it this way. He will, <laughs> he'll see a dog out front that he wants to bark at, mm-hmm. and he will be outside, like in the back. He'll come into the window to bark at it. He doesn't think to go down the driveway to go oh. out to the front yard. <laughs> well, might have to challenge him then. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, he's just just precious. He's just a precious little fluff ball. Yeah. And well, I appreciate his lack of brain cells. It's going to work out for the fence, for the fence's sake. So... All right, so that's our conversation about, I don't know, what all's upcoming, what we've been doing lately. We really hope that um, Christmas is good for everybody, that you'll have a good Thanksgiving. We won't hear or see any of you until hear or see you, hear from you or see you um, until after the holiday, right? Because today's, it'll be Monday when we release this. You'll have mm-hmm. Thanksgiving on Thursday and have those great traditions. And then um, we'll re-release on the following Monday. So we hope you guys had a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Everybody was safe. And until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.